Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have an amazing guest. He's a repeat guest on the show. He's one of the wisest people I know. He's Mr. George Ross. George ran a major real estate law practice in New York City where he represented some of the most iconic names in New York real estate. He's represented Saul Goldman, who was Mr. Real Estate for a period of at least a decade in New York City. He represented the Wilpons family, who owned the New York Mets. He's best known for his role as executive vice president within the Trump Organization, having worked for Donald for close to 47 years. George taught negotiation at the law school at NYU for 20 years, and he's the author of two best-selling books on real estate and negotiation. On this weekend's show, George reflects on the presidential debate earlier this week and... We have an amazing conversation on life. Listen to this wonderful conversation with Mr. George Ross. Well, welcome, George. Um, did you watch the debate last night, or if I can call it that? It was more like a dumpster fire than a debate. I, I, I don't think you could really call it a debate. I think it was horrible. I think it was disgraceful uh, for both the, the, two, the two, for Donald and also for Joe Biden. And I thought the mediator at that point lost total control. If he ever had it. If he ever had it, yeah. So I think it was a disgrace. But so be it. It's done. you think that the debate will change anyone's mind? No. I don't think there's anything there to change anybody's mind. Nobody came up with anything new, as far as I could see. Yeah. Maybe I missed something. But <laughs> I, I don't know. You know nobody, nobody answered any of the real questions as to what they're going to do or how they're going to do it. And uh they didn't really answer any of the tough questions that were asked. They were they just uh, said whatever they wanted to say and went uh, jabbed at each other. To me, it was re- it, you know it was a long ways away from what is, should be a real debate, and I blame it on the moderator, or uh, or in this case Fox. What should have happened was the following: there should have been questions, and they that they indicate they are, and send the questions to both Biden and to Trump. Say, these are the questions we're going to want an answer specifically to those questions. Are you okay with it or not? If they say they're okay with it, that's fine. If they say they're not, then they have to explain why not. So I'm not going to answer any questions about that's okay. And then what happens is when they go on the air, they can explain, the moderator can explain to the public. We asked Joe Biden this question, he refused to answer it. We asked Trump this question, he refused to answer it. And let the people decide what the effect is of for the fact that he wouldn't answer it. If it's a direct question, I think you should answer it. Yes or no. If it's a yes or no question. So uh, that's my feeling. Uh, it would make for a more logical debate. And if the moderator can say these are the rules under which they agreed to debate. And then tell the, tell the two contestants, these are the rules. Here's the question. You've got two minutes to answer it. But answer the question. Don't give me your philosophy on what's going on in, in Spain. Just tell me the answer to the question. And I think that would make for a legitimate debate. I agree. I agree. That's my feeling. But, of course, I'm not involved in it. So, uh, <laughs> but it, 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 what happened yesterday was a total fiasco. It made the United States and these two people, the both of them look, look like kids throwing mud. And uh, it didn't enhance anything. Nobody changed their position. Nobody would have to change their position because you didn't know what the position was. Nobody was explicit. Other than that, I loved it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it was uh, it was worth a, uh, at least a, a pound of popcorn. Yeah, that's right. It's just good, <laughs> unless it was really good popcorn. And 
That's right. <laughs> but that's what it was, and so be it. I mean, I've uh, to me, it was a waste of an audience. You have, I don't know how many how many millions of people watching it in the United States and throughout the world, and this is what you gave them. This is what the what what the 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 two top men in the United States look at are, or how they handle things. You're going to call the president of the United States a clown? I mean, I think that's inappropriate because a clown is funny. This is not funny. Yeah. All right. Same thing. So it's uh, that, that's that's my feeling on it. Hopefully, I don't think it makes that much of a difference in the overall because boy, we've got a lot of time between now and the the, the election. But one of the questions that was asked that was dodged, which I think what was very appropriate, is uh, Trump asked uh, Biden, "Do you intend?" Or they, uh, the question was asked of Biden, "Do you intend to increase to pack the court if you're elected?" Easy question, yes or no. Never answered it. Never required to answer it. But I think that's 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 important to take into account when people are voting for for Biden. What's his position on packing the court? If you know the court now is going to be is going to turn out to be nine people, supposedly six and three, in, in as far as the, the their logic or how they how they vote supposedly, uh, and uh, what are you going to do? Change it to fifteen? What do you say? No, you're entitled to an answer. If you can print money, you know trillions of dollars. Why can't we agree with that? But you're entitled to an answer. Are you going to pack the court? Yes or no? How can you do it? How can you not answer? You can say, I, I choose not to answer. That's fine. Let the people decide what that means. That's my feeling. It, 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 I think the questions were good, but nobody, they never answered them. They went off on tangents and whatever it is they wanted to say or, or ideas. They talk about COVID. They talk about uh, going back to school. They talk about uh, what, the economy, which were all good questions. Nobody ever answered. This wasn't, there wasn't, was it entertainment? I mean, it's in what respect? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's like entertainment if you watch two kids fighting in the mud. Then that's entertainment. These are not two kids. These are this is serious stuff. And I think at that point the public were were entitled to more than what they got. I don't care how you want to spin it, but that that's my feeling. Absolutely. So having said that, we're out. Let's go next. We're not going to get anywhere on that one. So George, this is a this is a life question. Uh, and it's a personal question, but it's also a universal question. None of us know how long we've got on this earth. That's for sure. I saw a Facebook post earlier this week. The gentleman who introduced my parents, a contemporary of my father, they studied dentistry together in the U.S. Army. And this gentleman, his name is Arthur Weiss. He had his practice in Manhattan behind the Park Lane Hotel in Central Park South. He's going to turn 99 this month. Wow. And his wife is 94. They're just the most amazing people. We've been friends for years. And on the other hand, I think you probably, I think you met Stefan Arnio. I think you wrote something for one of his books. I think so, yeah. He died this year at age 33. At the age of 33. Yeah. Yeah, wow. So the question is, what do we do with the time we have here? If you think back 30 years ago, you would have been 62 years of age at a time when social norms would have said, you're a couple of years from retirement. How do you make long-term plans? And here you are 30 years later, admittedly in the fourth quarter. What's your planning horizon now? And how has your planning horizon changed over those past 30 years? Well, uh, let's go back to the, to the basic premise. Yes. That's man proposes, but God disposes. 
of it. So you can plan all you want. But when the time is there, you, your time is up, it's up. You don't know what it is, and boom, that's the end of, the, the end of it. Right. The, but the question is a good question. And that is, when you reach a certain age, what do you intend to do with whatever is left of your life? You don't know how long it is, but what do you intend to do? The, the, if you said, well, I'm going to retire, what does that mean? I'm going to stop working. What am I going to do? I got to sit around and drink pina coladas or am I going to do something else? Am I going to relax? Am I going to, what, what are you going to do? My personal feeling is, 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 was very simple. As far as I was concerned, I wanted to contribute my knowledge and expertise that I've accumulated over all these years and say, maybe I can make that expertise and knowledge available to some people who will listen to me, whether they decide to use it or not, change it your life, that's up to them. But nevertheless, they have the benefit of this is what I did. And it made, it made me happy. I am very content doing what I'm doing. Did I plan it? No, not really. I mean, did I plan? yeah, I plan to retire as soon as Trump was, said he's going to be president. All right. But that's in 2015. Did I plan on retire sometime before then? Yes, but not. There wasn't a firm date. It certainly was not when I was 65. Right. All right. So I said, as long as my mind is functioning and I find life interesting, and the people I'm dealing with interesting, I will con contribute whatever I have to give. And very simple. I said, if I have any money left over then for my lifestyle, I want to give it to charity. Make it worthwhile. Makes me feel better. And it's something with, with worthwhile. When it comes to knowledge or experience, the same thing. That's why we're, on the, we're, we're talking now. You got the benefit of 60, some more than 60 years of doing a lot of things in real estate and representing Trump and what have to the extent that I can say something and they can understand it or accept it or not accept it. At least I think it's worthwhile and I'll continue to do it as long as the brain functions. And to be honest with you, I am a firm believer that if you keep your brain occupied, the body will follow. I believe that as well. The Webster's dictionary defines retirement. And one of the definitions is to remove from useful service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Against that definition, I don't ever want to retire. No, I, by right. And I, what, what I find upsetting to me, but I have so many friends or people that were acquaintances, they're in my age bracket, give or take 10 years. And they like resign from the human race. Why don't, you, why don't you give something back? Why don't you go to a hospital, read to a kid? Why don't you mentor, especially mentor some of the, the, the people coming from lesser uh, uh, surroundings or colleges and make you available to get your expertise. Why not? It doesn't cost you anything. And if it didn't cost you time, it's fine. It's worthwhile. My philosophy of life, for which I'm very content, is I want to have given back more than I took. I love that. Huh? I love that. That's it. That's, that's my, and that makes me happy. And there's, but there's a balance between the money you come in and what you spend in charities and what you're doing with the, uh, uh, in your lifestyle and in church or in your family, all of that is balanced. But what the relationship you and I have is not a result, is not because of the money. But if you want to, if you want to make a bigger check, that's okay too. <laughs> but, but it's not, it's, it's the, that saying, look, I have been where all of you are. You have not been where I am. So there's a long span difference. I've done more real estate deals and big real estate deals and intricate transactions just happened to be because of who I represented and the law practice that I had. So I said, if I can make that information available to other people, why not? That was one of the reasons I wrote the books. 
So that's everybody figure out their own lifestyle. You know, somebody once asked me, if Trump becomes a president, would you be the secretary of state? This was before he was elected. And I said, no, if he became the president, I would like to be the ambassador to a nice island with a nice beach. And I lie in a chaise lounge and say, una mas pina colada, por favor. That would be my lifestyle. It never happened, of course. Okay. I guess the only other question is, you know, the concept of planning horizon. The horizon is as far as you can see. You can't see over the horizon. Yeah. So are you putting together one-year plans, five-year plans? Oh, hey, we'll put together one-year plans. Ask, ask whoever is up in charge. And that's a woman. Because mm-hmm. you can't tell me that it's not a woman because it's too unpredictable. <laughs> now, so at that point, you can play it all you want. Fine, whether you do it or not. I'm a firm believer that everybody's got a date. You don't know what it is, which is fine, but it's written somewhere, and that's all you got. You don't know when. But having said that, having said that, if you're driving a car, which is your life, if you look through the front windshield, you can see what's coming on. If you spend your time looking in the rearview mirror, it's the rearview mirror, it's very small. What do you want to focus on? What's coming or what's left? I love it. So much for philosophy. Fantastic. I love that answer. I love that. Wow, I love my conversations with George. He's one of the wisest men I know. As man proposes, God disposes. I love that sentence. And I just love his perspective. I love the fact that I get to speak with him on a regular basis, and he just brings so much perspective to me personally. I just can't wait to share it with you, the listeners. My hope and my wish for you is that you have amazing mentors in your life. And if you don't, Ask yourself, how can I get a mentor into my life? How can I get a George Ross into my life? And as you think about that, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.